Come on, Wilfred. Hit that shell, boo. Come on, hit him. There you go. Come on, Rocky. Coming to you live from a little grand in the Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Junior Kegel with Junior. Bro, hey, we're going to podcast for you today. Today, we're going to tell you, we'll tell you the story of Junior Live in Waikiki and how it happened, right? Because there's plenty of guys, right? There's plenty of guys who talk and they talk and they talk and they talk, but they don't do nothing, right? Those are called talkers, right? But before we get to the story, attitude of gratitude. Hey, we got to say mahalo. Got to say mahalo to all our new listeners. Bro, we get... So this morning, we had over 6,500 listens, and this is worldwide. So you're talking, like, we're not going to do the whole the whole rundown, okay? But uh, some of the new countries, okay, Switzerland, Spain, okay, we get some new countries to say mahalo to them. Mahalo is uh, thank you in Hawaiian. We're coming to you live from uh, Hawaii, so we'd like to say uh, mahalo to you guys, so you guys know. And when you guys listen to this show, you guys are all honorary Hawaiians, okay? I don't care where you're listening from. You are honorary, honorary, I can't even say the word because it's not a Hawaiian word. Anyway, honorary Hawaiians. You guys are honorary until we finish the show. Then you guys going back to be, I don't know, Spanians. What do you call people from Spain? Spanish. There you go. Spanish. Spanians. Bruh, you see how much I know. Bruh. Anyway, so uh, we, we want to also acknowledge Apple. And really, we want to wanna say mahalo to Steve Jobs because 67% of people listen to us on iPhones. iPhones. Uh, Spotify, we get 16%. That could be, you know, any kind of phone, right? And then the other is 10%, like Google. We're on Google Podcasts. Uh, we're also on Anchor. That's like 5%. Uh, we're all over the place, all kind of platforms. So if you guys want to see the platforms for yourself, then just go and Google. The Junior Keiko Ever Junior Show podcast in Google. You guys, you guys can go on any Safari, whatever you get, whatever browser you get. Just go Google, search them, whatever, and you can find them. All right. So our demos are twenty-three to dead. Okay, and uh, the the states that carry us the most in the United States. Okay, we'd like to say mahalo to uh, a few states here. Okay, so the the first state is uh, Texas. Uh, I'm sorry, California. It's California, then Texas. Then Hawaii, that's a top three. Okay, so people in California would like to say mahalo to you guys. People in Texas, mahalo to you guys. And people in Hawaii, mahalo to you guys. Now, a lot of people, you know, I would think, just me, right? I would think that would be Hawaii people would be number one. Uh, no. <clears throat> okay? <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually California. So thank you, California. Mahalo. Wherever you guys are in California, we really appreciate you guys. Texas, we appreciate you guys. And the Hawaiians, please, Hawaiians, tell your friends, okay? Because we have we have a nice percentage of people in Hawaii. Okay, the first people, I got to say, and we got to acknowledge, okay, the first people that listened to us in Hawaii was in Wailuku. Wailuku, Maui was the first people, you know? And I would think, like, well, people on Oahu know me, right? 
I mean, they know my name. I, you know, they've been hearing them for like years on the radio, right? But no, it was actually Wailuku. So I was like, hey, what happened to all the radio guys, right? So I started putting up, right, the, the podcast, right, the links. Started putting up links on LinkedIn and Facebook. And that's when I started getting local people from Honolulu. Because they was like, bruh. Well, how come we never hear you in the radio? I said, uh, well, I retired because radio is going downhill, right? And I even put up yesterday, I put up ads. So iHeartMedia is running one ad for a morning show person. On, I mean, I'm not making fun. I'm just saying. I never saw an ad for a morning show person. On LinkedIn for Island 98.5. But I think they're looking for somebody to work with Rory. And I just, I just say, you know, and, and Rory Wild is the, is the captain of the ship over there in the morning. And I gotta say, Rory helped me more than any other human being, uh, in my adult life. So, so I'm not making fun of Rory. I'm just saying as a station, this is where radio is going. Okay. So, so by the time Rory retires, right? gonna be perfect because radio gonna be like you know in in the in the in the back room underneath the pune bro <laughs> you see what i'm saying so right now it's internet time everybody's moving to the net all of our companies have moved to the net and and this podcast i gotta say hawaiians was not my idea this podcast was augie t's idea and augie t is not a uh, now a councilman what do you call him the honor honorable Augie T, is it honorable yet? I don't know. I know when you get to the mayor, right, mayor, then you say the honorable, right? I don't know. Do do you say honor? Okay, council person, I think. Council person. Council person, Augie T. Bro, we got to get it, right? I don't know if I address it next time I see him. I don't know. He sent me one text message. Well, his intern sent me one text message. I, I would text him. I said, bro, mahalo, good, you know, good luck for the, the win and, you know, the congratulations on the win and everything. And his, I got, I got this generic text back and I knew it wasn't Augie, right? So I went text back. I was like, right, you know, answer your own taxes, WTF question mark, right? Never heard from Augie after that. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, okay. You, you, you see what I'm saying, Hawaiians, right? And it, I'm not, I'm not, you know, finding fault with Augie, but I'm like, you know what? As busy as I get, okay? You know, when, when I was at the peak of my popularity or whatever you want to call it, okay? I returned my own texts. I returned my own emails. Yeah, I had to block a few people. Yeah, I had to do that. But I answer, you know what I mean? So, so I think, I think what the, the message, what I'm trying to say is, Hawaiians, when you get to the point where you own, you know, things, companies, businesses, uh, whatever, when you get to the point that you're the president or CEO of a big corporation, when you get to the point that you succeed, okay, in, in what it is, whatever it is that you want to do in life, when you're successful or when you get to that level, okay, answer your own taxes answer your own emails okay because it makes you look bad to people who have known you for years right it makes you look bad okay because then you look like you're too good for people you see what i'm saying and that's the reason why i answer my own texts that's the reason why i answer my emails you know i don't i i have an executive assistant and i could i could i could tell her hey just go answer all this these guys for me right but you don't want to do that. You want to be approachable, okay? 
and and you know I don't care if you if if you're the the head janitor at a company or you're the CEO of a chain of stores or whatever you are, okay. But whatever that is, away, answer your own stuff. All right, now to the podcast. Oh, bro, tell you so. Junior live in Waikiki, right? Okay, so we're gonna give you guys some background first. Then I'm gonna tell you how I did them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're not going into all the small details because you don't need no the small details. Okay, this this is for the younger guys, the younger the younger guys listening, the younger girls listening. Okay, so you guys are all out there doing digital entrepreneur stuff. Okay, and physical things might not matter to you guys right now, but I tell you what, if you want to do the physical things or the digital things, it doesn't matter. You have to have vision. You have to visualize to materialize. Now, here's how Junior Live in Waikiki happened. Okay. I give you some background. So my background is from the time I was 17 to 21, I was hanging out, okay, with Hawaii's greatest star in Waikiki, Don Ho. Okay. I was hanging out every night, right? I would go watch the show. Now I didn't know until Uncle Don passed away, right? Because I, you know, I was talking to Uncle Sam, Sam Kapoor, who was Uncle Don's uh, right-hand man on the show. So he was the second, right? He was the second guy. So it was Don Ho, Sam Kapoor, and everybody else. Okay, and Uncle Sam told me after Uncle Don died that that he used to tell Uncle Don, hey, no, let the kid hang around, he's too young. And Uncle Don, Uncle Don said, no, 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 he loves us, let him stay. And so I got to stay, but I didn't know that, right? Because that was, that was behind the scenes, right? When they was talking about me, when they was discussing me, right? And then I tell you, Hawaiians, I, I have been discussed in many areas, in many venues, in many places, okay? And normally, I don't get that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But Uncle Don, let me hang out. Anyway, so I, so I hung out, right? I learned the business. I asked stupid questions. You know, when you're 17 years old, you're asking stupid questions. When you're 17 years old and you're sitting over there and you, you're drinking your vodka tonic and you, you know, you're sitting next to Don Ho and you're talking sorry. You see what I'm saying? You, you feel like you're king of the world already, right? But I wanted to know like, all right, how, how do I do this so I can have on show like you, Uncle Don, right? How, how can I do, how can I do this? So, 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 you know, and of course I didn't know all the back stuff, okay? I didn't know the behind the scenes stuff and I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to discuss that part because I could tell you how it works, okay? Because I, I learned, right? So I learned all that. That's not important for this story. For this story, it's like, okay, Junior, how you did your show, right? Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna discuss Uncle Don's show. That's a different animal. Okay, so now so now that was the goal to do a show. I wanted hula girls, right? I wanted to feature acts, right? And I did this when I was seventeen. I did this in high school when I was seventeen. I did one show, right? And it, it was about it was about featuring other talent in the high school. And the show was rather long, ran, ran about two hours, and everybody was like, oh, brah, like, was like watching a telethon. But, but, you know, but, but we, we did it, and we did it to feature other people. It wasn't about me. It was, my show wasn't about me. It was about presenting other people, you know, like Junior Presents, right? Okay, like that. So anyway, now fast forward, okay? Now, I, I got into radio, 
in in the the first time I got into radio, the reason why was I figured right, and you, I heard I told you guys this on a podcast, right? So I went to this building to apply for a carpet cleaning job, if you can believe that. And then when I was on my way out, I saw hey, this this thing says Columbia School of Broadcasting, right? They gone already, no more, no more already. And so so I went to go audition because they said free audition. So I'm like, oh, free audition. Well, let me see if I can do this. And I went in, and the guy went auditioning me, right? And he said, bah, you'd be perfect for this. You'd be perfect, this jockey. Right? That's what they used to call him in the old days. And so I thought, you know, in my mind, right? I thought, oh, well, you know, I get talent. Okay, down the road, <laughs> down the road, I, I, I learned that that's what they tell everybody. Okay, because they like the money, right? They like the tuition. They're into tuition. They're not into... They're not into anything else, right? The bottom line. So, so anyway, so I started attending that. I started going to that. I asked my mom. She wrote on check. Boom. We did, you know, now I'm in trade school, okay? Because it's a trade. And I'm in trade school, okay? And I met all these other guys. And, you know, and as I got on the radio before I, I graduated and got my diploma, then my uncle at one point, down years down the road, my uncle goes, bro, you, you better go back and get your diploma because your mom don't pay for that. You better send them to her, whatever. My mom is not impressed. <laughs> My mom is one of those people. She's, I sent back the diploma. Here you go, my diploma. She's like, eh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyway, so... um. And my father, my father never cared. You know, my father was like, this jockey, what the hell is that? What? 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 Like, you know, because he was, you know, once he had on serious trade, right? So, so anyway, so this was funny. So, so this was my idea of, okay, you know what? You're going to do radio because if you do radio, you can be around the music guys. If you be around the music guys, then you can get discovered because you can do music too. And you can hook up with the record labels and you can make your way into that, the kind right that avenue okay that's what i thought was i right <clears throat> wrong okay i i got i got professional jealousy like you wouldn't believe cousins bro tell you but that's another story for another podcast okay but eventually over the years so i went from radio station to radio station to radio st- i got all my experience in radio Right, pretty soon I started doing commercials and production and all this kind of stuff, and I ended up at the place where I thought I could launch, cause like I'm like, hey, that's all, that's where all the local artists are, right? I can go to this radio station, right, and I can do all this kind of stuff, hook up with the companies. No, they painted me. I don't know what color they painted me on, but whatever. I think they painted me with Hansen's disease. You know what I mean? I think that's the way they painted me, cause it. The record companies never take me serious. They never touch me. They, you know, and that was okay. Okay, that was God. That was God going, bro. Not over here. Go, go, go. This side, this side, and God went push me on this side. So when God went push me on this side, okay, which was just another side of the street. That's what they say in radio. You know, hey, I'm I'm across the street. Call me up. Come work. So that means, right? I'm at this other radio station, the competition, right? Across the street. That's what they say. And then they say, come come see me. I'm across the street. And then you go see the guy and he gives you a job and he hires you. And then, you know, so people go across the street to work if they're not happy with where they are. And I had one guy, okay? I like him now, but I did not like him when I was working for him. And he used to always tell me, you do like working here, don't you, Junior? 
You know what I mean? And pretty soon I started thinking about them, right? That's another podcast. And pretty soon I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't like working here. And so I left and I went across the street. When I went to this other radio station, okay? I, I went to one radio station first, okay? Little while. And then this other guy, right? Brings me over just to fill in for one week. And then boom! The rest, as they say, is history, right? Now, this is not some fantasy story. This actually happened, okay? It actually happened that way. But if this one guy didn't get sick, right, it, then, I, you know, probably probably I would have never made it in radio. Probably I would have never gotten the chance, okay? But this is God working, okay? Not God making the other guy sick. God putting me in the place where... The, you know, where a, where a, where the head guy said, hey, bro, you let come, you let come fool around one week. You know, I'm like, hey, of course. And, you know, because that was the second most popular radio station in town. Okay, so now I start doing that. Now the name starts getting out, right? Boom, boom, boom. Branding, branding, branding. Okay, now my company, which, you know, brands things and people, right? Okay, it's called VMAC Consultants. Used to be a production company. It goes back, 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 back to the back. Okay, we re-image, re-image, re-image. And that's what you do in business. You re-image to fit the time. You re-image to, to fit the, you know, what's going on or what's popular. You re-image, okay? Because if you're selling pancakes, okay, for an example, you're selling pancakes and all of a sudden waffles is the big thing. Are you going to keep selling pancakes? Uh, no. You can sell waffles, right? So now from the, the, the pancake factory, you, be, you can be known as the waffle factory. See what I'm saying? So we had to re-image, re-image. Finally, we re-imaged. Anyway, but that company, right, was pumping out radio commercials. We built a $4 million ad machine over the period of 18 years, okay? But when you go back, this was 2010. This was January of 2010, okay? So the show was January 25th, 2010, opening night. Now, the events leading up to the show and the visualization and the law of attraction stuff, okay, that's what you guys got to know because that's what this podcast is all about. Okay, now, what did I do? Well, right around 2008, 2007, 2007, right, uh, I broke up with this girl, okay, and she gave me this, this DVD, The Secret. And so I started, you know, I started watching. When I finally watched it, it took a year. You guys know the story. I already did them on a podcast. It took a year for me to, to put that thing in a DVD player. And when I did, all this confirmation. So it was like 60% confirmation, 40% new information. And I was like, whoa. But now, see, before, my uncle was telling me all this stuff. He went to all this, you know, he went to all these seminars, EST seminars. It was a big thing back in the, I don't know, 80s. And so he used to go to this stuff, right? But he used to sit down and lecture me about it. But you know how it is when a member of your family sits down and lectures? I mean, he had a $2 million, he was he was a partner in a $2 million a year business, right? He was one of the first guys to bring phone cards to Hawaii, him and his partner, okay? Now, so, but but still, even though he had, well, he, he was banging, he was balling, right, at that point. And he was telling me all this stuff. But when it's your family, you don't pay attention, especially when you're young, right? Because, oh, that's my uncle, isn't it? Well, you know, you don't really pay attention. Now, with Don Ho, right, when Don Ho sat down and started talking, 
I was shutting up and listening and paying attention to every word, right? Because why? Well, because that was Don Hole. You see what I'm saying? Right? But this was my uncle. So I was, I was, I was letting the words come in. I was hearing him, but I was putting them in the back of the file cabinet. So when I saw this DVD, boom, everything came out of the back file cabinet. Yep, that's right. Yep, I heard that before. Yep, that's good. Yep, that. Because I go in memory. Okay, and I will tell you right now, Hoynes, you have a good memory. Regardless of what you think, you're a human being, okay? So I want you to remember everything you hear from different sources, okay? And then you know the guys that do wrong to you? Okay, kick them out of your life. Get rid of toxic people and remember, okay, that they was the ones that was toxic. Because you know what happens when you start bawling and you start banging? They all come back around like little crabs, right? Because they're all like, they're all like a piece, right? And they all, hey, how's it? Hey, remember me? You know, that kind of stuff. Right? I see that all, till now, Hawaiians, till now that happens. I don't cheat coming in my office, sitting down right in front of me, in, in, in my, right in front of my desk. And please, Junior, please. I'm like, hey, wait, 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 whoa, whoa. Weren't you the chick that, you know, made me any kind and made like you never have time for me? What happened to you? You see what I'm saying, Hawaiians, right? And, you know, I tried to make it the best I could. I wasn't really harsh on baby, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, hey, where you was, right? You see what I'm saying? Okay, so... Junior Live in Waikiki, right? 2007. I start writing affirmations. Start writing. Start writing affirmations, right? I started going through the process. And I wanted my show, right? So I started writing affirmations. After two months, the thing started working. Because it takes 60 days to form a new habit. Or to form a good habit. Or let's say to change a bad habit. Either way. 60 days, okay? So I started doing this. They started doing this. Meanwhile, okay, I'm, I'm working, you know, on this radio show. The second most popular show. And I'm, you know, we're happening. Okay, we're, we're booked every weekend for parties. We're doing all kinds of stuff. Everything's happening. My companies are developing. <clears throat> Not just that, but we're making new companies. We're building new companies, okay? Not only that, I'm going into partnerships with other people, right? And I cannot talk about that one because we sign NDAs, but I'm going into partnerships with other people for other businesses, right? That's passive income. Okay, so now what's happening is I'm going through this process of visualizing. So I made a vision board and I'm in the middle of the vision board, right? You can see them. It's on my Facebook somewhere. It, you can see the vision board. I'm in the middle. Get girls are on the side. Get, get Las Vegas on the side. Get all this kind of stuff. And yes, some of those visions changed, okay? But the original vision was a show person, was an entertainer, was okay, you know, I'm going to do this entertainment thing, right? And because I was around the best entertainer in Hawaii, right, I already knew. I already knew what to do. I knew the steps I had to go through. All right, now let's fast forward. So I did the mental preparation. I changed my paradigm. My thinking is different. I changed my my whole approach, right? Around the guys I work with, you know, during the day and the guys I had to work with on the radio in the morning, yeah, I had to run ideas by them, right? And they thought I was kind of whacked out because, you know, some of the ideas I ran by them, I just said stuff to see what they would say. It wasn't stuff I really believed. You see what I'm saying? I was testing the water because those guys, you know, I couldn't trust them. I tell you the truth. I could not trust those guys. They was playing me left and right, upside down, sideways, you know. And I would just sit there and laugh. I would just sit, you know. And then when I found out that they actually got a kick out of me, you know, amping up, right? 
I got the nip, nickname Snappy because I used to snap. Right? So I, so one, once that happened, right, I saw that they got a kick out of doing that to me. So I did it more. Right? <laughs> I did it more, you know, because I wanted to be a part of this thing. I wanted to be a part of their clique, right? And then at one point, it occurred to me like, bro, you don't need to be part of the clique. Just keep doing your law of attraction. So I kept doing them. Now, let me tell you what led up to the show. So fast forward now. Now we're in 2009. Now nobody wants to sponsor the show. And here's why. So the guy, right, that I used to work with, okay, the main guy, right? So this guy, okay, so he he has friends. They have on Hui, the clique I'm talking about, right? Okay, so, so these guys are all in the clique, okay, and they're all in sales, Pretty soon they start leaving the radio station They go because they offered another job, right? Because when you're a salesperson, you deal with companies, right? When you deal with companies and then there's an opening and there's a better position, better pay, better everything, you go. And that's how, you know, relationships are, are built that way and business is all relationships. Okay, so, so, so this guy goes, boom, he's in that company. Okay, now it just so happens that this company was a beer company and they controlled a lot of stuff. I mean, they, they, they control a lot of, uh, you know, they, they actually, uh, when I say control, I mean, they were the ones putting money behind promotions. So, so they had a lot of say in promotions, or whatever. So we tried to get them. But because this guy was friends with the clique, right? Nope. <laughs> no. So nobody wanted to put money behind us and sponsor us. In other words, when you're doing a show, you do want an alcohol sponsor. You know, so names like Bacardi or whatever, Whiskey or Jack Daniels, whatever, right? You want these guys to put up money for advertising, for, for you know, promotions, to put stuff on the table, like all that kind of stuff, right? So when you go to promotions, you see, you know, sponsored by Coors Light, uh, Michelob, whatever, whatever. I'm just throwing names out, right? Heineken, Heineken, whatever. So, so, but I couldn't get any of these guys because they was all friends with the original clique, okay? And then, um, and one of the things you're going to find, Hawaiians, is people want you to do good, okay? But they don't want you to do better than them, okay? That's what you got to keep in mind. Now, also, keep in mind, I had a company already. I had two companies, okay? I had two companies running already. And, and that would, you know, that was like insult to injury if any of them helped me. Because then that was, that was like, wow, why are we going to help him? You're already doing this kind of stuff, right? So anyway, and they, they just didn't like me because I didn't play the game. I did not drink with them on the weekends. I never went out with them on the weekends. I never hung with them on the weekends at all. Why? Because I was working on my companies. But if you're living for the weekend, all right, okay? Uh, trust me. Trust me on this one, okay? And I'm talking to you 30-year-olds. I'm talking to you young ones, okay? Now, compared to me anyway, right? Okay. So if you're living for the weekend, and you expect to be successful in anything, okay? In, in other words, if you pull in your eight hours a day, you know, six days a week or five days a week, and you're waiting for that weekend because you're going to party, you're going to do all that, you're going to, okay? If you're living that life, forget it. You'll never be successful, okay? So what you got to do is is you got to you have the courage to go out and start something for yourself. Have the courage to to work on the weekend, do your side hustle on the weekend, whatever it is. Your side business, right? Build a, build a side business. Work on it after work. Work on it on the weekends. Work on it with all the spare time you have, okay? Because it takes 10,000 hours, 
Okay, and if you don't believe me, go ask some of the some of the big dudes. Go ask Tony Robbins. It takes ten thousand hours for something to be successful. So you gotta put in ten ten thousand. That's a lot of time, my man. Okay. But that's what you gotta do. So because I didn't do this with these guys, because I wasn't under their—I want to say under their thumb or under the click or under the pressure of the click or you know, because some of these girls, right? And they did some things in the parking lot when they were drunk, and then these guys would hold it against them, talk about it in the office, everybody make fun of her, that that kind of thing, right? Okay, and and that kind of stuff, I just thought was a waste of time. I, I didn't dislike these guys. I tried to be friends with these guys, but I had to I had to work on the weekends, okay? Because we were building on the weekends. We were building companies on the weekends. We were building infrastructure on the web on the weekends. You see, and and at night, bro. Sometimes I work at my office till twelve one o'clock in the morning, and then I go sleep, and then I'm on the radio in the morning at four o'clock, right? With three hours sleep. And I'm hanging, bro. But because of Starbucks, I get you the radio show. You see what I'm saying, Owens? Okay. So I mean, I had that kind of life going on, and and so so anyway, these guys would not back me, no matter who I went to. All these companies that work for the you know the companies that advertise for the radio stations, we went to all. I went to all these guys. Nobody would help because they all knew the click. And the click used to say all kind of stuff about me because he used to come back. He used to come back. Hey, bro, you know what these guys said about you? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm not even. A, I'm on, I'm only there on the morning show. That's it, you know. But everything you say can and will be used against you with professional jealousy. But it just works like that. Okay. So anyway, so so nobody, right? Finally, this lady. Okay, I could tell you her first name. Her name was Patty. And she felt sorry for me, and she she really was a, a I want to say uh, she really appreciated my talent. Let's put it that way, okay. And and she was she was instrumental in in the show happening. And she said, you know what? Let me try. Let let me try to help you. And she was in a position of power. She was equivalent to I want to say a say a general sales manager. She was like equiv- equivalent to that. Like on the same level, but she wasn't the general sales manager. She was right parallel, I want to say, right? Parallel position. So she felt sorry for me, so she was like she was like, "Oh, Junior, well, we're going we'll try this, we'll try that." And she went around, okay? And she got stonewalled because it was me, right? Okay. Now, pretty soon, right? I told her I said, you know what, Patty, if these guys don't want to do it, right? Because I'm doing my law of attraction, right? And the law of attraction says you keep taking the steps. If you stop taking the steps because of fear or doubt, one of those two things, fear or doubt. And doubt is rooted in fear when you think about it, okay? Think about it hard. Doubt is rooted in fear, Hawaiians. So when you fear or doubt, right, that's where the universe stops, the universe, God, Jesus Christ, Allah, whoever you believe that, who, who, whoever is your higher power, okay? Whoever you believe to be your higher power. If you don't believe in God, then, then yourself, whatever you believe. But that's when it stops. So I said, you know what, Patty? <laughs> I'm like, I'll pay for this damn thing myself. You know, and that's what I said, right? And she, and she goes, whoa, really? 
And I go, yeah, just get me an audition with the hotel. So she set up the audition. We went down. I took my crew. I said, come on, you guys. You know, and I and I got, I worked it out so everybody could be there. We set it up. We went through the thing. The hotel manager was there. All these, these other people that worked for the hotel was there. And it was a small table of people, right? My attorney came down and he snuck in the back door just to watch, like to see what was going on, right? To witness this thing. And he came down and he walked in and I saw him a little while. I didn't see him leave and he left. Okay, my attorney, my attorney is, is very, very expensive. His, his, his time, I don't know how much he charges now, but probably 500 something an hour. I mean, he, he's a corporate attorney. He's a business attorney. And he came and he, you know, he snuck in and then he snuck out. And then I saw the general manager of the hotel. He stood up and he gave me a thumbs up. And I was like, whoa, right on. Okay. So we had to pay for the showroom. And I was like, that's that's no problem. Because we're going to pay for the showroom. We're going to get the connections. We're going to start doing business in Waikiki. We're going to grow this show, right? <clears throat> Wrong. Okay. That You see, this was a whole learning experience. But at this point, we never care how it is. Because this was our journey. This was the completion. This was the part that if we didn't do this, we would be failures, complete failures, right? So this was a success for us. And more so, this was fun for us, right? Because there we was, Waikiki, right? Okay, so, so now we had the thumbs up. Now I got the money together. I went to the bank. I took out money, okay? I had to, I had to do two, two people loan me money for two separate shows because I figured like, well, you know, I gotta, I gotta do the full thing, right? Cause they, they offered me different packages and I'm like, nah, let's go all the way. Let's do a whole series of shows and whatever. Okay. Two people, my manager and, and one other person and, and we paid them back. It was like, boom, there you go. You know, but, but the contract started coming in when we signed the hotel's contract. Okay. The contract started coming in for the road shows. So we took money from one business and we threw them in Waikiki to build the other business. Now, Junior Live in Waikiki was supposed to be the tourist business. We were going to build a tourist business. What I didn't know was, okay, this certain company who shall remain nameless because we don't like libel anybody, this certain company controlled the showroom, right? They controlled everything. And we didn't know that going in. If we knew that going in, we wouldn't have done it there. We would have gone to another venue, okay? But these guys controlled everything. They jacked up the prices on us so high, right? That it was, it made it very, very difficult for us, right? And and very discouraging. Not only that, but their guy, the manager of the showroom, was in every meeting. So everything we discussed in the meeting went right back to that company. So they, they knew everything we was doing, right? And And so pretty soon, I was like, we never catch on until about the fourth meeting. And the fourth, because every time we try to schedule to meet with the concierge, right? Hey, we want to meet your concierge over at the other property. And they're they, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, no worry, no worry, no worry. Always cancel, right? So my manager, okay, who was a professor, right? And she saw through all this stuff. She saw through everything. She goes, you know, these guys are doing this on purpose. I said, yeah, I know. She goes, you know, this this whole thing sucks. I'm like, yep, I know. Now, you, you got to know something. Waikiki is its own animal. You cannot advertise outside of Waikiki unless you're trying to bring local people to Waikiki for Waikiki. 
So you have to do business with the vendors because they're the ones that talk to the tourists. The concierge people, right? They talk to the tourists and they recommend shows or whatever, you know, that, that kind of thing. So it's very different. So we went through all of this. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Pretty soon we go, okay, well, there's a mole in the meeting because then we found out that, okay, it's been run like, and, and we only had a few shows to go. So I said, you know what? The hell with it. Let's just have fun. And that's exactly what we did, Hawaiians. But I'll tell you one thing. The local people supported us every show. We had couple tourists and a hundred local people every show, right? And opening night was the biggest, op- opening night was the biggest night the hotel ever had. Ever. I mean, Whoever performed at that hotel, and I don't want to name names because it's some pretty famous names, we had a bigger opening night. And so, I mean, you know, and this was because there were people that supported me, and then there were people that were just curious. In in Hawaii, for you guys in Austria listening to us, because we know you there, <laughs> in, in Hawaii, we say Niele, and that just means nosy. So, yeah, there was a lot of people that just wanted to come on and check it out, and, you know, and there was a lot of haters in my audience. There was a lot of my haters in that, but they came because they wanted to see, okay, what's going on? What is he doing now? What is, you know, what's the next thing he's doing? You, you know what I'm saying? So, so there was all there. And, you know, I saw some haters. I saw some guys that really supported me and it was great. It was great. And the run of the show was great. And I took my kids from the road show, right? And, and we went. Now, in addition, in addition to affirmations, okay, because this is the law of attraction podcast, okay, what I did was I had a four bedroom house that we were in, okay, we were renting this house and we made one room, the practice room. And I went on the stage, right? When I took a tour of the showroom, I saw the layout. Okay. Now this is visualization. I saw the layout. Okay. So when I went to this, to when, when we were practicing in the room of my place, okay, I looked at the floorboard. You know where the floorboard is all the way, the edging that's all the way around the room? So I would stare at the floorboard and visualize standing on the stage at Waikiki. And I would visualize like my audience and how it's going to feel like. And so we ran the show. When I say ran the show, I mean we started from opening number to closing number, jokes, everything. And we would run the show every day. In fact, I ran the show in my office as well. I did the same thing in my office. But but with my office, <laughs> the funniest thing happened. This guy knocked on the door, you know, because I was doing my comedy routines and everything. And this was 5.30 in the morning, right? Because we had a very rigorous schedule. And um, I mean, just in general, I had a rigorous schedule because of my companies. And so so the guy knocks on the door and I answer the door, right? I'm like, who's at my door at 5.30 in the morning, right? My office. And I, and I answer the door, and there's this guy. He goes, hey, is there a, a, a radio show going on? And I'm like, radio show? He goes, yeah, it sounded like a radio show going on in here. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm practicing for my show that I want to do. And the guy goes, oh, okay. And we laugh about it, and he leaves. So I thought that was pretty funny. But that's what I did at home, too. So we, we visualize, we visualize, we practice, we visualize, right? And eventually... It came out. Of course, I had to go get the money, right? And the contract started coming in. So here's what I can tell you about that. When you take the steps, right? 
this kind of money was not coming in before we took the steps for the showroom. As soon as we signed the contract for the hotel and we put the money down that we had to put down, we started getting contracts from our wedding and party business. And that's what paid for Waikiki. It was like, boom, 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 contracts started coming in, right? So, and you know, there were, there were a lot of other dynamics that, that happened. There were a lot of other things that, that we got jobs for. We got jingle jobs. We got all kinds of stuff. But the money started coming in for Waikiki. And that supported Waikiki. Then I, I needed a couple extra, you know, boom, boom. My manager contributed, you know, and this other guy contributed, boom. And we paid him back. Like, like you know, we, we went down. We did what we had to do. Everything was complete. Money started coming in. And money came to pay Everything, everything all the way around. Now, it doesn't matter where money comes in. This is another thing. You guys got to understand. When you're practicing the law of attraction, it doesn't matter if you get a tax return. It doesn't matter if, if, if you know, like in this case, if my manager loaned me money for one show, it was one show. One show cost, uh, it cost about, mm, I want to I wanna say roughly in the neighborhood of $1,500, okay? but And that's minor because one road show was 1995. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? One road show, boom, here, here's your 1500 back. You see what I'm saying, right? But but I'm just saying that you can't you can't say, oh, well, uh, so-and-so, my brother, my brother passed away and he left me uh, $20,000. No, you cannot look at that as like, well, that was going to happen anyway. No, that's the law of attraction. Everything comes to us, okay, from God through others. It doesn't matter if it's your brother, your mother, your father, your cousins, your aunties, your, your friends at work, your, your business partners. It doesn't matter where the money comes from. God will bring it to you. And that's what happened to us as we were taking the steps. Now, the last part I'm going to tell you guys, okay, is I thought, right, you know, I used to watch Don Ho come to work every night. I used to watch him do the show every night. I used to watch all kinds of stuff go on every night. And I, some of those things I cannot even repeat, Hawaiians, because people are still alive. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just going to say that when I was watching that, it looked so magnificent. I mean, that that show was so more high-tech than ours. You see what I'm saying? It was a million-dollar show. One million dollars a year for that. It was a million, ten million dollar contract. A million dollars a year for ten years kind of show. Okay. That, that, you know, our show was a little baby show compared to that. But what I'm telling you, Hawaiians, is that I sat and watched that show, right? And I visualized like long time ago, like when I was 17, I started putting my, visualization. I started seeing me on the stage. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be on the stage one day. And you hear these stories, right? From the NBA players and whatever. They say, yeah, when I was in high school, I was shooting. I was practicing after school in the gym, man. I just kept kept making shots, kept making free shots, kept making free throws. And then all of a sudden, one day I'm in the NBA, right? And, and the average person goes, ah, oh, that's just a coincidence, okay? No, I'm here to tell you that that's God and I'm here to tell you that God is real if you want to call it the law of attraction Jesus Christ whatever you want to call it but God is real so the net the last thing I'll tell you guys right I thought right just because of watching you know Don Ho come to work every night right and and saw how magnificent the set was and his suits and the lighting everything right and I thought whoa like wow he must have a great feeling. Like, it must be such a good feeling to be the star of the show, right? 
So I thought, right, I'm going to get this feeling. I thought, oh, I'm going to get this this feeling. At the moment I step on stage, like I've arrived or like this is going to be one, you know, achievement kind feeling or like, yeah, I made it kind feeling. You know, like you know, like when the marathon guys cross the finish line and they get the tape still hanging on to them and they running and they get their arms up in the air. You know? I thought, I'm going to get that kind of feeling. I'm going to get that kind of feeling. So um, anyway, <laughs> oh, Hawaiians, different, bro, different. So I came to the door, right? I went to the audience because I always do that. I shake hands with people in the audience, right? I touch the audience first before I touch the stage. Always in my road shows, all over any place, right? I walk to the audience, okay? And so I go to the audience, right? After I've announced and everything. And I did my own announcements because, well, it was cheaper, right? And so I'm outside the front door doing the announcement with the big voice, right? And then and then I go in and then you know shaking hands. I get up to the top of the stage to honor the beach boys because I was a beach boy when I'm young. When I was young. And so I was a beach boy. To honor the beach boys, I took off my shoes and I threw them off stage. And uh, I did my show in bare feet for the first segment. And that was to honor the beach boys. That's an old Hawaiian custom. The kids didn't know about that. They don't know about that kind of stuff. The old folks that saw that, they knew what I was doing. And I honored the Beach Boys by doing that. Okay. And I threw my shoes. And I and then I, I'm in the middle of my opening number. And I'm looking around. And I look to the audience, you know, the same as I did in the bedroom. The same as I did in the office. And I'm like, wait a minute. In my head, I'm like, wait a minute. This is one big baby party. That's all this is. Right? And then... And then the second night I went, it was like, no, no more feeling. No more that feeling, right? And I'm like, now I understand how Don Ho felt. And now I realize what he told me when he he always said to me, he said, this is the music business, right? He always wanted me to know about the business part and not get caught up with the fantasy part. Because the fantasy is what you call a show, Right? Because people are there, they're watching, they're getting emotional, they get, you know, sometimes people in the audience, they cry, you're doing a certain song, or they laugh when you crack on joke, you know. And, and, you know, and Augie T always told me, he said, bro, you gotta be larger than life. Right? And so we was that larger than life. We did do larger than life. Right? And we did project larger than life. And, and, you know, but inside, right? I can see how people, in Hollywood, how people, you know, I can see how those people, they, they, they get everything material. They get everything, right? They're doing all these accomplishments and everything. And inside, it's just a job, Hawaiians, okay? So it doesn't matter if you're the janitor in on high school or if you're raking leaves down a park for the city and county of your area, okay? It doesn't matter what you're doing, okay? It matters how you do it. It matters how you do it. Because if you're looking at these celebrities and you go, wow, they got everything. Wow, they banging. Wow, they got... Let me tell you, when I when I got to the top of that stage, I threw off my shoes and I looked around and I'm like, oh, man, I'm supposed to get this feeling. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to feel like the man. I'm supposed to, you know. They, oh, oh, sorry, Hawaiians. I, I got to go. But that's how we did them, Hawaiians. Okay, visualization, write your affirmations, okay? If you need help, it's here for you.live. That's all you got to do. Hit me up on the website and I will coach you too.
Yes, right. I will teach you how to do it. All right. Hey, want to thank Island Club and Spa. Our sponsors, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry. Also want to thank uh, AFMHawaiiMusic.com. We also want to thank Voice Master Enterprises, family of service companies. Until next time, I'm Junior Keiko with Junior. Say mahalo and aloha. Oh,